0: We're grateful again tonight for this great meeting, and the Lord has blessed us. I want to minister to you from these words that God has given me tonight, from the book of Psalms 101, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye land, serve the Lord with gladness, come before his presence with singing. I want to focus on that second verse. Serve the Lord. Serve the Lord. Can we say hallelujah? You may be seated. We have this God that exists, who is invisible, unexplainable in so many ways, uncomprehendable, and we don't know as much about him as he knows about us. And he's so specific with us, I don't know if you know this, but according to the Bible, God knows How many hairs are on every one of your heads? That's how personal he is about us. There's nothing about you that he doesn't know. And then he knows what you don't know about yourself. He knows who you were before you got here, who you ought to be when you get here, and he knows everything about your future. In fact, go to Jeremiah chapter 1. He said to Jeremiah chapter 1, and 5, before... I formed you. Thee and thy mother's, in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou came forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and ordained thee a prophet unto the nation. He tells Jeremiah, before you was formed, I knew you. Before you came out the womb, I sanctified you. Before you got on a fleshly body, I was acquainted with who you were. And the fact that he knows every one of us personally, knows every one of us individually, he has a particular will that he has for each of us to fulfill. That means when you were born, princess, you were born and the Lord said that uh, I want her to do this. I want Tisa to do this. And as soon as I find out, the quicker I find out why I'm here, is it the easiest it is on me because I won't find myself going against the will of God that he has purposed for me. So being saved and coming to the knowledge of what God has for me is very important because If I've got a screwdriver and trying to make it a butter knife and I got a hammer trying to make it a screwdriver, it's not going to work correctly because it's outside of the realm of what it's supposed to do. And there's a lot of people who are confused about why they're having such a hard time and why life is so hard and why life is so rough and why things are so difficult. Well, many times it's because we're not in the perfect will of God. And so I get saved and I seek God and I'm coming and I'm praying and I'm trying to seek God so I can understand, God, what is it that you want out of my life? What am I here for? What, am I, what is my purpose? Can you say hallelujah? Because you can live a life without purpose. Uh, we are familiar with worship and worshiping God and praising God. But I think there's another aspect about God that people miss, and that is serving God, and what it really means to serve God. I hear people say, "I'm gonna serve God till I die." We got service, we got worship and praising, and serving and praising and worship is two different things. Coming coming to church uh, is not necessarily serving God. Serve. Gives us a word service. Okay? You got serve, and you got a word service. Go with me quickly to the book of Exodus, chapter eight and one. Turn to Exodus the eighth chapter in the first verse, eight and one. Turn with me quickly, eight and one. And the Lord spake unto Moses, go unto Pharaoh and say unto him, thus said the Lord. Let my people go, that they may serve me. God's purpose of them getting out of Egypt so that is that they, so that they can serve him. What does it mean to serve? Eight and twenty, and the Lord said unto Moses, Rise up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh. Lo, he cometh forth to the waters, and said unto him, Thus said the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me. That's a pretty heavy word, serve. Serve is work. It's not shouting. It's not dancing. It's work. God saves you, and God gives you the Holy Ghost. If God created you and made you, every one of us got a job that God wants us to do. not just jump in the shot. There's a job that God specifically wants you to do for him giving you life. For him saving you. There's something that he wants you to do. There's a, there's a work that is specifically that he has employed you and say, this is Wally's job in response to what I've done for you. This is Hallelujah. Shamari's job in response to what I've done for him. And if you don't fulfill that job, then you're not in compliance. Not just shouting and dancing. Now, serving comes to a work. There's a work. Your work may be passing out flyers. Your work may be working with young people. Your work may be working the altar. Your work may be serving somebody else. But each of you to serve God, you got to find something that you are to be doing specifically. Many people don't do nothing for God, they have no work for God that they're doing. Yours may be giving out clothes to people, yours may be sitting on the phone counseling people, but everybody got a job, everybody got to work. Y'all with me, Saints? Somebody say, Hallelujah. Get the book of Romans chapter 12 and 1, Romans 12 and 1, and bear with me a little bit because I want to help you. This is where many of you are having uh, uh, problems and, and, and not fulfilling the full ministry of life, living a full life. Romans chapter 12 and 1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body, I want your body, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, God, which is your reasonable service. Now the question comes, what service do you give to God? What is the, where are you serving God? What is your capacity of servant to God? What job? What, you, what are you employed to do for God? I'm not talking about something you're getting paid for. I'm talking about the fact that God has done something for you and say, God, in appreciation of what you've done for, for me, I'm going to drive the church van and appreciation what you've done for me. I'm going to go into prisons and visit the people that are in prison and appreciation for what you've done to me. I've got my hair shot, so I'm going to make it my business to get five people off the street every week and do their hair free that can't afford it. I got a barbershop and what I'll do with my barbershop, I'll take in the summer when kids getting ready to go to school, I'll take 20 kids and cut their hair free and give a service back to you because you gave me that business that I didn't deserve. I'm a mechanic, so what I'll do, I'll find some people that are out there that are struggling to have cars and I'll help them. I got a house that God blessed me with. I'll take one of my rooms and use one of my rooms to house people when they don't have a place to stay. That's a service. Amen. And many of the church have nothing to do. You see, go with me to the book of Luke chapter 4 and 8. Luke the 4th chapter in the 8th verse. Luke 4 and 8. The 4th chapter Luke and the 8th verse. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan. For it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God. And him only shalt thou serve. I brought that scripture in so that you can know the difference between working, between serving and worshiping. You will worship the Lord, but not only do you worship him, but him only shall thou serve. So I want you to worship him and serve him. We, we don't have a problem with people coming to church, getting a tamarind, shouting and dancing. We don't have a problem with the music playing, people waving their hand to the music, but we have a problem with people serving. We have a problem with people working, problem with people washing church vans, washing buses, sweeping floors, going and visiting the sick. But these are the places where God puts you in a place of relief and fulfillment because you feel like you have done something that's worthwhile and you know you got a lot of people who feel worthless they feel that they are not fulfilled they go to school they get degrees and all these things and they feel unfulfilled well you feel unfulfilled because you're not fulfilling the purpose that God has for you and you can get all the degrees that you want and come to church all you want and still it feels like I'm not doing enough something's missing in my life pastor I still feel empty. I still feel like I'm not fulfilling my, my purpose. Are y'all with me? And then you find people, they start jumping now from place to place, pillar to pillar, post to post, ministry from ministry to ministry, thing to thing. I'm on the praying women this week. I'll be in the choir next week. I'm going to leave from that. I'm going to be on the usher board. I'm going to be a minister. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell fish. I'm going to give fish. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. They're all over the place. And ain't got no idea. And still feel unfulfilled. Y'all with me, saints? I wish I had a few witnesses here. But there is a work, and I want to help you find that place. There's a work that God has for you. Go, go with me quickly to 1 Timothy chapter 3 and 1. First Timothy 3 and 1. Hallelujah. This is a true saying. If a man desires the office of a bishop, he desires a good work. All of this is about work in the kingdom. Serving is about work. 1 Timothy 5 and 10, well reported for good works. Second Timothy four and five. Just follow me a minute. Second Timothy four and five. It says, but watch thou in all things and do affliction. Do the work. Everybody say, Do the work. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 9 and 1. This is Paul talking. And just give me a minute. First Timothy 9 and 1. It says, hallelujah, am I not an apostle? Have I not seen Jesus Christ our Lord? Are not ye my work in the Lord? He talks about work, 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 work. That's serving God, work. Ephesians 4 and 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets, evangelists and pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. He gave these for the work of the ministry. Not for the ministry, but for the work of the ministry. There is work in the ministry. Grab somebody by the hand and tell them there's work to do. Hallelujah. Tell them again, there's work to do. In fact, at the end, let me tell you this. He's going to pay every man according to his works. In fact, one of the things that Jesus did when he went to address every church he addressed them in Revelation chapter two and two. The first thing he says unto the angel of the church of Ephesus, write these things, says "He that holdeth uh, the seven stars in his right hand." And he continues to read, but he always go to this particular place. I know thy works. Two and five. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, and remember, and do thy first works. You see that verse nine. I know thy works. Verse 13, I know thy works. Verse 19, I know thy works. Verse 23, uh, 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 I'm sorry, verse 26, 26. And he that overcometh and keepeth my works, my works. This is all he's talking about, the works of God. Uh, uh, act Revelations 3 and 1, and to the angel of the church and Sardis write these things. He that has the seven stars, of God And the seven stars, I know thy works. This is a continued, repeated things of the Lord. I know thy works. Now, this is the question I'm asking you. What is your work in the kingdom? I know you, you, you worship. I know you praise. But where are you serving God at? And what capacity are you serving in God? that you're actually giving a service to God, that you're giving your time in ministry to say, God, I'm working for you. This is something I'm doing specifically for you, not for a dollar, not for a dime, not for a quarter. You see, uh, I, I don't get paid for what I did today. Minister no, Tylex is not paid for what he did today. El Laporte is not paid for what he today. We were over in Lakeland, fighting an injustice about this young man that had been beaten and the other officer that lied on the report. And we put our life out on jeopardy. I was there. I went at four. We didn't get through until about two or three hours sitting there going back and forth trying to fight for justice and those things, not because we're getting paid. It's a work. It's a work. It's a work. And until you find a work in the kingdom of God, and, and let me tell you, you don't want to have 500 people in here, and the only you think you got books and dancers because a church in a ministry and what God calls for has to be a working organization and an organ that's working. And when God calls us in the house, we are part of the house. Everybody don't go to McDonald's and sit down and eat. When God calls you to be saved, He calls us to serve the world. He calls us to minister to the world to get them saved so that they can come on this side. So everybody in here has a work that you should be doing because once you got saved, you're no longer a customer, you're an employee. Once you get saved, you you transfer from being a harvest. See, the harvest is what's in the field, but once you get saved, you become a laborer. So now your job is to work in the kingdom of God. And nobody in the church should be idle. Everybody should have something to do. And if you want to see the favor of God on your life and the blessings of God on your life, find out what it is that God wants for you to do and find out why you went through so much that you went through. Because sometimes what God wants you to do with what you went through is use it as a part of the work of the Lord. Because when you got somebody to work and you hire them, you want somebody with experience. Some of y'all have been figuring out, trying to figure out all your life, why your life has been so hard, why your life has been so tough. And sometimes, even sometimes when you're dealing with things, you're questioning yourself as to why has it been so tough. But perhaps God let your life go the way it was going because he knew that he needed a worker, but he needed a worker with some experience. And who but you can witness to somebody that has had a broken heart and your heart was broken? Who but you can make witness to somebody who's been through so many legal battles and problems? So so what God did, he set you up in the world, let you go through all that you went through so that you can get the experience and hire you and say, now go and help somebody else that's in that same condition. My God, can you put your hand together and give God a praise? Reach over and tell somebody, I want to serve the Lord. Come on, put your hand together and tell God, thank you. Tell them, I want to serve the Lord. Oh, it's easy to walk in here when the music plays, cross your legs, shout and dance and slide. And lift your hand and say, worship. Oh, I worship the Lord. I worship the Lord. Uh, Ah, but there's more that God wants you to do. I want to take you to a place of serving. I want to take you to a place where you're involved in ministry. I want to take you to a place. Somebody say, "Hallelujah." hallelujah. So this parable comes to mind in the book of Matthew chapter 21. And I'll go with this Matthew 21 for the kingdom of heaven is likened to a man that is a householder, which went out early in the morning to hire laborers in his vineyard, to hire laborers in his vineyard. And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he set them in his vineyard. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the market. So listen to this. He looks out And he see others that are standing idle in the market, doing nothing, just staying there, just standing. And he says, and he said, uh, uh, start idle in the market, verse 4. And he said unto them, go ye also in the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, I will give you, for they went, uh, and they went their way. He said, go out in the vineyard, and whatever is right, I'm going to give it to you. And they went their way. And again, uh, out, uh, he went out about the 6th and the ninth hour and did likewise. And about the 11th hours, he went out and found others standing idle. And he said unto them, why stand ye here today idle, d- d- idle? And this is what God has asked you today. Why are you standing idle? Most people and saved people and so many times people in general are doing nothing with their life absolutely nothing. You have degrees, you have education, you have experience, and you have testimony, but you live the average boring life. You go to work, church, sleep, eat, and that's it. But I got so many other things that you can be offering. Average young person, average old person, they have gotten a routine life where you you go to work, cook, go home, go to sleep, wake up, and doing everything repeatedly over and over again. If that's what you're going to do the next 20 years, because that isn't going to affect anybody but you. Degrees that you don't utilize, experiences that you don't utilize, and you're locked into a routine of a nothingness. Y'all ain't saying much. But yet you hear folks say, I'm so bored. I don't have nothing to do. You're so bored and you don't have nothing to do, but you can go home and watch a television show, go to sleep, eat a TV dinner and some food, and wake up and do the same thing tomorrow. When your life can be worth so much more if you will serve God. You mean to tell me you're going to take the next 30 years of your life and live that old boring life not doing anything when there are people that are hurting and people that are dying, young people that need tutoring, young people that need schooling, people that need education, and you got abilities that you can help people, people in your own neighborhood that need counseling, that we could be ministering to in this church, but you're going to live the regular life, and you're not going to touch anybody. It's selfish for you to have a degree and do nothing with it. It's a waste of time to take eight years and you can offer that time in the kingdom of God helping somebody. It's selfish for you to go and work a job, have worked 30 or 40 years, giving yourself to the world, your knees can't hardly work, your arms don't hardly work, your hands don't hardly work because you gave them all that and you're going to spend the rest of your life dying in a house. When you can touch somebody while you're on your way out of here. When I leave here, I ain't leaving quietly. I'm going to touch somebody going out. And let me tell you something. I may leave here when I decide. But one thing, every racist, every crooked cop, every liar, every attorney, they're going to know that a black boy passed through here named Coward and made some noise. You may not like me, And don't have to care about you liking me. But you know I've been here. And somebody need to do something to let the world know that you've been here. The church got to do something to let the world know that we are here. We don't walk around quietly and just die. Do something with your life. At 80 years old, Moses thought he was going to relax. He has left Israel 40 years. He's got his family. let me deal. Let me live the typical family life. me and my family are gonna lay back. We're gonna cruise, I'm gonna raise some sheep at 80 years old. And at 80 years old, God say, get up and go back to Egypt and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. You're not too old to do something for God. We got young people that need ministering too, that need direction. You're not too old to do something for God. Y'all with me, saints of God. All of these seniors that we got around here, all of you wives that don't work around here, all of you people don't have no jobs around here, this church ought to be popping 24-7. You don't do nothing but start a crocheting, a crocheting club. God don't intend for you to sit home and watch soap operas the rest of your life. Get up and do something with your life. Find a way that you can serve God. Find a way that you can put your hands in it. Whatever your hands find to do, do it and don't just do it complaining but do it with all your might. This year, I'm going to do something for you, God. I'm going to do something. I'm not going to be the average person. I'm going to do something in the kingdom. I'm going to find a way to serve you and find a way to commit to you. Can you say hallelujah? Can somebody say hallelujah? Hallelujah. Verse 7, they said unto him, because no man has hired us, he said unto them, go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, that ye shall receive. So So when evening was come, the Lord of that vineyard said unto his steward, call the labels and give them their high beginning from the last unto the first. Now this is important because there is that worship and there is that that, that, that praise but you don't get paid for worship and praising. You owe that to God and you owe service to him too but when you go the extra mile and serve God God said, I'm going to give you some benefits. You serve me. I'm convinced some of y'all right now are getting the blessing that you got because there were old people in your life that you served. Parents, and some of y'all served your parents and served elderly people and sat down and ministered to them. God don't forget those kind of things. Some of y'all have took other children and raised other children when you didn't have to do that. God puts his hand on you for those kind of things i don't just want the worship and praise aspect, but I want the favor of God in my life. I want the fa- I want the see let me tell you something when God put favor in your life. You go to buy a house, they don't sell it to you the same price. When God put favor in your life, amen. Job opportunities open up for you that you don't have the, the knowledge to get, but they say, I don't know what it is about you. Our qualification says that you're supposed to have this the, the kind of degree, but but for some reason, I'm gonna hire you anyway and give you the chance. When you get the favor of God in your life, God gets scholarship money coming from places for your education, and you you weren't even supposed to get it, and God opened the door when you get favor in your life. My God, can somebody say hallelujah? Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Grab somebody by the hand and tell them I want the favor of God. Hallelujah. Can you give God a praise and say hallelujah? I want the favor of God. And there are many of you in your life that are finding it very hard. It's like everything that you try to do it feels like it's a struggle in doing it. I mean, pastor, the, the very simplest thing look like they fall apart. I, I look like, I know I should have got this. I know that should have happened. I know that should have happened. But it's because God says you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. This year, you ought to propose in your heart, God, I'm going to find something to do in the kingdom of God. I'm going to dedicate that thing, myself to that, in the kingdom of God. And listen, you don't have to spread yourself so thin. Find you something that you know that God has put in your heart. Something that you know that you have experience in, and tell the Lord, I'm going to commit to that. You don't have to wait on no committee to be formed. You don't have to wait on no group to be formed. It don't take nothing for you to get in front of your house and make some soup and give somebody some soup or get some water and give somebody some water it doesn't take nothing for you to find a few people and say i'm gonna find a few people every week to give ten dollars to and say you go by but i'm gonna find some way that i can serve you god and that i can serve others somebody say hallelujah can you put your hand together and give god a praise the saints used to sing a song say put your time in payday y'all hear me payday is coming after a while what I'm trying to say there's a time that you sow in God but there's a time that you reap in God there's a time that you give your services to God and there's a time that God pay you back for those services and that's why he said don't Be weary in well-doing. Not only am I talking to those that are not doing nothing, but those that seem to be sometimes so frustrated with all of the work that you're putting in, and even some of you all in your own family life, sometimes there are designated people in the family that the whole family drops the ball on. They drop all the responsibility on that one person. You can have 10 siblings and they all depend upon this one person to do it all. You got to take care of mama. It's their mama too. But you got to take care of mama. You got to put in your house. And it's amazing how you can take your mama and, and take care of your mother for 10 years and she die and all the kids pop up like all of them been there. And get mad at you and go to fighting because your mama left you in the wheel. And call that favoritism. Now they didn't buy no Depends. Didn't clean no backsides. Didn't clean no houses. And watch you do that. And watch you give yourself. And sometimes sometime you are, are always the go-to people. They they drop the kids off to you. They ask you to do it. They ask, you got to take care of mama. You got to do this and you got to do it. And sometimes it feels bad and you become overwhelmed with the responsibility. I mean, it overwhelms you because it looks like sometime within yourself, but you need to know these are opportunities for God to bless you. God looks at that that you're doing. God looks at that you're laboring, and God will reward you for that. Somebody say, hallelujah. And everybody everybody ain't going to get the same pain. So, listen, when you ask God to bless you, sometimes part of God blessing you is giving you more to do than the others. Joseph's other brothers didn't get blessed, but his other brothers didn't go to prison. His other brothers didn't go to the pit, but his other brothers didn't get the dream. And some of you all, because of the overwhelming stress of what you have to do in the kingdom of God, and even with family, you back out and you get discouraged. If you're on a committee in the church, you say, well, you know, look like nobody don't want to do nothing. I'm the only one that's doing this. That's all right. Get it all. So you got to do God like y'all do with overtime and time and a half. When they're paying real good, you volunteer for it. God wants some volunteers who understand favor and not necessarily money, but favor. Favor will get you what money can't get you. I say favor can get you what money can't get you favor of God on my life. I told you all this story. Uh, uh, many times I saw this gentleman at the, down at the store. I just happened to walk up by the same time. Just got there by the same time at the store. Talked to me about a piece of property that he had. I brought that piece of property he had down there. Financed it from him, I think $25,000. Brought another piece of property from him for $50,000. He owned a financed it $500 a month, whatever it was. Then drop fifteen thousand dollars off of that, and end up selling it for me thirty-five. And right in the uh, uh, something I needed to do, right at the time I needed to do it, somebody came to me, and I got an offer of hundred thousand dollars on a thirty-five thousand dollar piece of property that was given to me. That's the favor of God, Darlene. God bless you to get in that business, getting getting this y'all were there when we were in at the at the church at, at the thing there in uh in 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 Huntsville how many thousand dollars was it all together ninety seven thousand dollars given to her to start this clinic well but, but you got to think about it see when you having these schools and you giving these young ladies that didn't get their g e d you gave them that service. And and you tutoring people and all these doors that you open and the things that you're doing, God puts favor on your life. And some of y'all need some favor. Because look like everything you get is just falling apart. You need some favor. You need the God to step in. You need God to move in. You need God. Somebody say hallelujah. And so what 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 God? I'm worshiping you. I'm praising God. Say, and, and I'm not talking about I'm not talking about putting money in the church. That's open, that's tight, that's good. But that's not serving the Lord. That's giving the Lord. When I say serve, I want you to find something in you that you're going to do and dedicate for me. Find a child and say, "I'm going to take care of that child for the, for the school clothes for the rest of the year. I'll take care of that one. I'll minister to that one. I'll find something to do in the kingdom of. God. I'll I'll tell you what. I'll 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 take care of this poor family's food. I'll go and I'll I'll start a prayer meeting. And we'll come in and pray for those that are hurting. But find something. And what the devil is trying to do, he's trying to strip some of you from the things that you have to do for the Lord. And the way the devil does that is by many times wearing you out. He can have you so wide you say, Pastor, but I ain't got no room for it. See, one of the things the devil can do, he's a strategist. So the devil will have you so tied up with stuff that's not necessary. Television and other things, Facebook. Until the time that you can give the things that are positive, you miss it. But I don't want to mess up my life. I don't want to just have a wasted life. I want a life that's full. I want a life that's doing something. I want to be able to turn around at the end of the day and say I've accomplished something. And there are so many people today, after years and years, five years, ten years, twenty years, if you ask them, what have you accomplished? What have you accomplished in life? Pastor, I got a house. I got a car. But what have you accomplished? What have you done other than that routine of work, home, work, home, work, home, work, home? At the end of the day, you're making somebody else wealthy. At the end of the day, you work, but what have you done for God? What have you done for the kingdom of God? You built Winter Haven Hospital a big uh, lump sum of money you have built that that institution. You working? You help it to be the institution it is. But what about God? What have you done to make the cause of God greater? What have you done? But we work. We work for our companies, and, and Polk County has made uh, George Jenkins the wealthiest man. His his, his, his his company one of the wealthiest in the world. We we work to build institutions, We work to build restaurants. We work to build this. We work to build that. But what are you doing to build a community? What are you doing to build yourself? What are you doing to build in the kingdom of God? And at the end of the day, we've all been used to build somebody else's legacy, but not the work of God. At the end of the day, I can turn around and say, thank God my life was spent building something like this in the community. I didn't do it on my own, but I was a part of it. And the today I can look over there and say, look at there. There's a legacy that we built and left for these kids in the neighborhood. And long after I'm gone, 50 years, 60 years of the Lord delay his coming. Somebody's going to walk down that road and say, hey, that building over there. Somebody said, hey, you know, those, those folk over there from Hard Road, they built that. Today, Mother Myers is gone, but you still hear her name mentioned, mentioned, mentioned over and over and over again. Over and over again. Mother Myers, she taught me this. She taught me that. She taught me that. And, 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 and She didn't, she wasn't a degreed woman, but the time that she put and the time that she put in people. What I'm saying, where is the value of your time? Where is the value of what you've done? Amen. Praise the Lord. If you got children, invest that time in them. Put some of that time in them. And, 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 and at the end of the day, that your children can, can look back and say, my mother, put something in me. Don't work yourself to death and not do the things that are concerning the kingdom of God, and serving God, and giving God. I want a full life. And at the end of the day, young people are stressed, and looking down, depressed, because this is connected with depression. Because they sit down at the end of the day, going to school, going to college, good grades, and sit back in the end of the day when they're by themselves and saying, What have I done? What have I got? That missing component is serving the Lord. Y'all heard of Maslow's theory? You've heard of it. Everybody needs some type of appreciation or value about themselves. And you know how you get value? You get value for yourself by putting value in somebody else, I put value in so many things. You know why? I'm, I can be such a happy man because when I walk, I was walking today going in the publics, and I I I have to go some time away from Polk County to work in the gym because every time I'm down, I don't get to get to work out or eat because somebody coming up to my table. Value, cause when I when I see people, I see Sister Priscilla say, "Thank God, Pastor, you have changed my life." This young lady here say, "Help, thank God, Pastor, you changed my life." I got something. Her, 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 her. All these people that you done poured into. And these people can come back to you every now and then. See, if you don't make deposits in people, you can't make no withdrawals. And you're empty. You're empty. And you can't get, and and withdrawals ain't money. Withdrawals is just somebody to say, you touched me. You did something in me. Living to yourself Living in this little shell, closing yourself off from everybody, by yourself, don't do nothing to nobody, don't have nothing to nobody, that causes depression. Because there's a time that you can't fulfill yourself. There's a time that you can't satisfy yourself. When God made Adam, he was one. And God said it ain't good for him to be alone. I need to make somebody for him to pour into. And now watch how God did it. So you're going to understand the value of other people and the value of you pouring into somebody. So he tucks a woman out of him, creates her, and puts the system that Adam puts himself in her, leaves a deposit, which is a sperm in her, and then come back and get a withdrawal from her, which is a child. He establishes a relationship, places a seed in her, Come back and get something. Who have you poured into that you can get something out of? Who have you put into that you can go back later and say, I can get something out? I got deposits all over this place and I don't have to say nothing. I can look at their eyes and tell. I can see that I had something to do with the success of a clinic being started. But you're going to have to find your own places to put deposits in. That's what serving God is about. You're gonna to have to find your own people to pour into, and it's not about pouring into you and everybody putting in you. God, help me to find my place so that I can be fulfilled in ministry. Help me to find what. And I, I challenge you. Oh, Tamashanda! Now we've shouted and danced this revival, but I challenge you to find something to do for God. Find something to do for others. Find something to do useful with yourself that in the end of the day, you can go back in the end of the day and say, Hey, I did something for somebody else. At the end of the day, there are people that sit in hospital beds and they die alone because they ain't served nothing. They have served no purpose. They die alone, and they're by themselves. You live by yourself you'll die by yourself but then others who die and they have people lined up in the hospital wanting to come and see them just to go and touch them I had a, a a man that poured in my life from a distance I didn't spend 24 hours with him but he poured in my life from a distance Bishop Bonner, just from a distance, just from his books, just from his preaching, just from, and I called him one time, which made an impact. And I told him, I want, when we got ready to dedicate this building, busy man, very busy man, God told me, he said, now I want you to have him to come and preach the dedication of this church. And I did everything I could to call and call and call and couldn't get him and couldn't get him and couldn't get him. And... There was no way I was going to be able to get him. And the Holy Ghost told me to get up one Saturday morning after prayer. said, call him now and he'll answer. And these are the words that you tell him. You tell him that I said for him to come and dedicate the church. And I picked up the phone that Saturday and called him just as I called. He answered the phone. I said, Bishop Monner, my name is Pastor Coward. I'm from Winter Haven. You don't know me. The Lord told me that he wanted you to come and dedicate the church building that we have. He said, well, it's the Lord. He said, because the Lord told me whatever the person asked me on this phone, whatever he asked me on this phone, he said, whatever he asked me, God doing something for you. Shanta, Yata, glory to God. The Holy Ghost just fell you. God doing something. He said, whatever you ask, say, give it to him. He said, I'm glad you didn't ask for a million dollars. Made that one call. We ain't talking no more. The day he was supposed to get here, I got a call that so Bishop Barnes here pick him up. Just that one point did something. God want to use you. God want to do something with you. God want to bless you. These women, how many of you women here that got the GED that went through Sister Darling's program? Any of them here tonight that got your GED, went to a program? All right, let me see here. See that? Years from now, I don't care where you go. These these women are going to be able to tell, that's ministry, that's serving. They're going to be able to tell somebody, a a woman inspired me, touched me. How long had you been out of school before you got it? How long? 26 years. No GED, no high school diploma. But one woman, one woman, you touching lives. One woman can inspire somebody after 26 years to get back up and go get it. And then the other day when I was going to the hospital, and I almost bust out in tears because, see, I watched, I watched Nisha come off the streets, off of here, watch her bring her babies in as little girls and grown up. I watched this girl come out and look at, and see a transformed woman with a Bible in her hand. See, when I look and see stuff like that, that touched me. Bible in her head, notebooks, taking notes. And now I look at her. Now God done brought you in and you ministered to her, which got her. And now I'm watching her come in there at the hospital. And I remember she was working at checkers, flipping fries, tired of doing that. But one woman touched her life and ministered to her. And made a deposit to her. Now I'm going in the hospital to visit somebody, and I, I when I look, I see one of these things that used to be. And I'm not against you if you working that check, because I'm not saying that flip the fries. say you get something else. But I'm watching her now coming in, going in the hospital. Working, I said, Missy, why well, I'm going to work? Well, what you mean? What well, that because somebody touched the light. And how many? Praise the Lord. Have went through her program for the uh, nursing thing. Anybody? So, look, that's a double, that's a double doobie. She done got the G.D. went through your nursing program. That's deposits. That's deposits. Hallelujah. God touched you because he got something for you. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to lift your hands up and thank Him right now. Hallelujah. I want you, while your hands are lifted up, because this is, this, is, this is very important. While your hands are lifted up, Lord, what will you have me to do? I said, why didn't lift it up? God, I know that you've given me this. Work, this ministry, this gift, these things that I've been through, these trials, this tough life, this rough relationship, all these bad things that have happened in my life, whatever they are, you've given them to me for a purpose. God, I praise you. And tonight, God, I want to know your will in my life. Lift your hands up, my God. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Hallelujah! When you were praying over that other day, the Lord told me, "said that's a willing woman, a praying woman, a travailing woman." God's got something in you. Lift your hands up tonight, everybody. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Lift your hands up. Now, you tonight that want to know what your purpose is in the Lord. And what it is that God has for you to do. Hallelujah. And you will really you really want to dedicate yourself finding your place in God, finding your safe place in ministry. Hallelujah. I'm going to lay hands on you tonight. You see this young man here preaching the other day in Tennessee? This is a blessing. This young man can be a blessing to so many other young people because it's, it's his generation that Seem like they have no interest in God. It's his generation that are walking away from God. Some of you all don't realize, amen. Ministering even to other children. This may be your ministry. This this may be the church. This may be the preacher. This may be you never know what God is using you as a grandmother to do. But God, I want to be used by you. Preachers, find your place in God. Saints, find your place in God. And as you're coming here tonight, as you're coming here tonight, I only have a few more nights of this, but as you're coming here tonight with your spirit open, I want you to come. And as you begin to come, I want you to come to this altar. And I'm getting ready to pray and lay hands. And I want you to ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to do? Come as you're coming, Lord, what do you want me to do? Come on, come on, I, come on, come on down. I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to pray with you tonight. I'm going to pray with you tonight. Hallelujah. God took me this way for a reason. If everybody in this building knew their purpose and walked in their purpose and got in it, you say, well, pastor, I haven't heard from the Lord yet. Well, do something till you do. You know, when you go to a job and they hire you to a job and one of the things I'm big on here, you got a job at the church and you find something that, is, that, that, that you get to a place where you ain't got nothing to do, you do something until uh, go find something, go help somebody, don't just sit down on no break and say, well, I, I couldn't find nothing to do. If God hasn't specifically spoke to you about a task that needs to be done, find something that needs to be done and get to that. I, God ain't dealt with me yet about nothing. Well, you find something that somebody else is doing to help them with it. Because he said, whatever your hands find to do, do that with all your might. Well, look, I ain't, the Lord ain't specifically talked to me, but Darlene, I'll come with you. If you need me to help, you tutor. If you need me to, the Lord ain't speak to me yet about that, but if you need me to help you feed the or whatever you need me to do, I'll do it. But find something. Not, not being told what to do is not an excuse not to do nothing. Not here, I ain't heard, the Lord ain't said nothing to me yet. That ain't an excuse not to do nothing because there's so many things around here that can be done. So as we lift our hands, and this is what the Lord said to me today, the favor of God, those that will find something in the kingdom to do for God, the favor of God is going to be upon your life. The favor of God, some of you that are going to contribute your time cooking food, feeding people. Some of you that are going to contribute your time mentoring people. Some of you that are going to contribute your time tutoring people. I watch Favor. And I don't just keep bringing her up just to bring her, but I watch Favor because I watch watch how uh, 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 Darlene was wrongfully fired. And the Lord blessed her through that. I watched, uh, uh, she told you, how long has it been since since you have not worked October of last year, but God's been taking care of you. In favor of God. Now lift your hands with me right now. God, we thank you. God, these are your people. And as I'm praying, God is going to begin to speak to some of you. Hallelujah. Oh, shata. Shata. Ola bahaya. Shata The glory of God is here. God got work for this sister. His yes, Shada Bahasha. Glory to God. God, use her. Use her. You know her purpose, Lord. Use her. Thank you, Jesus. God, don't let anything distract her from what you have for her to do, God. We thank you for the plan in her life. Open the doors, God. Open the doors. Open the doors. God, I say yes to you. Yes yes for ministry, yes for your purpose yes for your will, come on open your mouth saints, yes Lord yes Lord you can use me Lord you can use me, here I am God God give me a task give me a task give me a task thank you Jesus thank you Jesus let's pray oh my masanda. hallelujah hallelujah God, help me to help somebody. It may be a podcast. It may be a door-to-door. It may be fixing food for the homeless, whatever it is. God, I want to do something in your kingdom. I don't want to just sit there. It may be reaching out to some of your friends that need a touch in their life, that need something from God. In the name of Jesus, I praise you. I praise you. We thank you. Somebody give God praises. Give God praises. Give God praises. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. Come on, saints. I praise you. Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to do your will. I'm available. I'm available, I'm available, I'm available, I'm available, come on, I'm available, Hesha, I'm available, Jesus, I'm available, they don't have to be my children, I'll help them, I'm available, Lord, I'll make myself available in the name of Jesus, Oh Shabbat, I'll open up for six o'clock morning prayer, God, I'll go on the streets, I'll witness, I'll open up my home, I'll open up my door, I'll be the one, somebody say hallelujah, hallelujah. I'll give you my body. I'll give you my body. I'll give you my body. I'll give you myself. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God, it may take some of my time, but I'm going to do it. It may take some of my strength, but I'm going to do it. It may take some of my energy, but I'm going to do it. Oh, my Shanda. Come on, God is dealing with you. Anda. Shanda la bo Shanda. Oh, my Shanda. La bahaya. God is speaking to some of your spirits right now. He's speaking to you right now. Oh, my shanda, shanda. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, saints. Reach out to God. The Holy Ghost is here. The Holy Ghost is here. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody give him the praises. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm giving myself away so that you can use me, Lord. Use me, Lord, use me, Lord. Use my testimony, use my past, use my past. Use what I've been through, use my experiences. Hallelujah, hallelujah hallelujah oh thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you oh thank you thank you the glory of God is here now while you're praising God God is empowering you to do it while you're crying out to God hiya. And Moshada. Hallelujah. Oh, Bashanda Hallelujah. 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 I feel the glory of God. I feel the glory of God. I'm gonna I'm gonna go, but I feel the glory of God. Yes, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come Yes, Lord the Lord is touching while you're worshiping God God is speaking to some of you about your work your ministry yes Lord yes Lord God keep bringing people to your life he keep bringing people in your path that's going through something that's similar to what you're going through he keeps sending people in your way for you to help them God I'm ready I yeah bless you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The power of God is touching. Hallelujah. Come on, lift him up. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know if you can feel it, but the glory is here. Thank you. The presence is here. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You can use me. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You can use what I have. You can use my gift. You can use my body. You can use my hand. Here I am. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. My resources, my time. Oh, I'm I dedicate myself to you Lord I dedicate myself for your work I dedicate myself for your glory I dedicate myself God I want to serve you not just worship you not just praise you but God I want to serve you I want to do something in your kingdom and God I don't want to just do it but I want to serve you with gladness deal with me Lord about my purpose deal with me about my call deal with me about what you want me to do hallelujah I pray that this is not a message that would just go home and you forget about I pray that this will be something that sticks to your heart. That you go and find something in God's kingdom to do. Hold on my shanda. I'm about to go, but God is touching some hearts now. God is piercing. God is piercing. The word is piercing. Hear yeah, my Lord, lift your hand. And just say yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I'm closing, but yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord lord yes 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 Lord lift those hands yes Lord yes lord hallelujah yes lord yes lord yes lord Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Andaboshanallah. Andadadimyatta. Come on. While your hands are lifted, the Lord is dealing with you. What about Shaddalah? Yada kamashanda. Obashanda. Idiandadadadimyatta. Shaddamamas. Some of your God is empowering you for the task. I say he's empowering some of you for the task right now. Ah, ya da da da. Sha. Oh, wasted time I'm going to serve you no more idleness I'm going to serve you hallelujah 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 my reasonable service my reasonable service my reasonable service my reasonable service. Oh, my shocker. I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to do the benediction. Uh, hallelujah. The glory of God is here. The glory of God is here. God said, If you serve me, I'll bless you with finances. If you serve me, I'll bless your businesses. You'll serve me, doors will be open. you serve me, the, the, the pending litigations, I'll fix that. You're serving me, those lawsuits will be released. You're serving me, all those hold-ups will come through. Just serve me. Serve me, find something in my kingdom and I'll give you favor. I'll give you favor. I'll give you favor. Somebody came in the night in need of something, in need of direction, the Lord is speaking to you with uplifted hands. oh I'm I'm going, but if you can feel the thickness of the glory that's here, glory, hallelujah. God put favor upon his people as we serve you put favor on us as we serve you put favor on us as we serve you put favor on our businesses as we serve you we're lifting hands may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ rest and rule and abide with you hence now and forever in Jesus name amen glorious here Glory is here.